Cool. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't too much of a delay. I was, I, I, oh, a bit of that delay was me as well. Like, my reflexes. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, do, do you want to do the intro then, seeing as you missed out on last week? Yes, yes. Um, so, one minute, is this recording? Yeah, it is. Okay, that's the that's the only time I'm gonna do it. That's the only time I'm gonna do that because that's what caused the problem last time. In in the last recording, I kept checking to see if it was recording, and that stopped it recording. It's because no, I thought a light came up when it was recording, but apparently not. So I just have to I just have to have faith. Maybe at the halfway point, if we agree to to check. Um. Anyway. Hello! <laughs> it just comes to uh, down to, I need to have faith. That's what this podcast is really about, Harrison getting his faith back. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a podcast that always opens with behind-the-scenes disasters. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the first season of Legion... We have all our usual news stories and stuff afterwards, but it's going to be a, a spoiler discussion of all of Legion. And as well as that, um, I would just like to mention that in the next couple of weeks or so, there might actually be a video video. Oh, yes. I completely forgot about that. A video. Yeah. Um, the release. editing for once. Yes. A belated release. Uh, <laughs> so I guess it's, it's going to be... The remit for this year's release will be like a year and a few months of, of films that we can put in. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The, the good thing about uh, doing it sort of now is that since there's no like big releases coming out soon, mm. it's not like any of us have got the chance to go to press things and see stuff early. Yeah. And so can like, say, whereas when we do the like the best of 2015 or something like that, some of the people have seen all the Oscars stuff ahead yeah. of time. So it gets a bit unfair. Yeah. But now, yeah, it's... It's almost like a better time to do it. It is. It, it is. I, really Especially late, for me, I mean. because since we did our best of year list, I have seen so many better films. Like, like yeah. I, like my top three of this year so far are all better than my number one from last year. So I, I already, I already like have a much better library of films to choose from. So I do think it's genuinely better to do it now. Mm. I won't just be settling. Shall, shall we get into? Uh, I think we can do like a non-spoilery talk about. Lisa yes, first. that's uh, like yes, a tiny bit. Yes. Well, do you want to begin? Because I already have like a rambling, incoherent first impressions video that is like more disjointed than the opening oh, yeah. opening <laughs> of Legion itself. It's more all over the place. But um, if you want to give your general thoughts, then I can sort of update with how I felt it progressed after that first episode. Yes, yeah, so Legion. It tells the story of David. It's uh, he's basically just he's he's in a mental hospital for schizophrenia, mm-hmm. and uh, the first episode is really just him uh, being. Oh, it's it's really hard you to see, describe without just giving. Do away. you see why it was so hard to review? Yeah, it, it is hard to review because the story is. It's not just that the story is disjointed and confusing, but it's also that without sort of spoiling things, all you can really say is it's about a guy who might be crazy or might have superpowers. And like that's yeah, but I to be honest, I think that's actually that's all you need to do to set it up. Yeah, really. I do because you said that on the last podcast, mm. and that was enough to sell it for me. Just the idea that yeah, whether or not this guy, if he is just misinterpreting the world, mm. or if he's actually changing it by his own powers, so it's 
you don't know where one starts or when begins. Yeah, or like yeah. it's halfway between. Like he's he's got a yeah, fractured mental yeah. state and has powers, which is perhaps the most interesting possibility. But uh, yeah, what did you think of the show? I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I didn't. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you. Okay. Did, where you said like you found some episodes to be like ten out of ten. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't go so far as that, but I really I think I just I just enjoyed it because it felt like a series that was just having fun mm-hmm. more than I uh, liked um, any other aspects. Like I, I liked the the main uh, I liked David. I liked his performance mm. as well by um, Dan Stevens. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not pissing you off by forgetting his name. I genuinely forgot. Uh, his it's name. interesting that he's playing another David as well. Oh yeah, yes. he's David again, and he's a David that has like a duality to him, like David does. It's it's actually <laughs> quite similar, but um, with superpowers. But yeah, no, uh, he's really good. I think if I had to point out the two, my two favorite aspects of it would be the characters, mm-hmm. uh, as well as uh, just the the filmmaking, style. really. Yeah, the style, and the editing. It was just really, really fun to watch because mm-hmm. it never felt like they uh, they did have like some like recurring. Like styles that they did, but it, it felt like every single episode they brought something new in, yeah. and it was just something. That yeah, it didn't feel like it was just forcing in another element because we want to be crazy. It just mm. felt like the people were just thinking, right, what what next can we do that will be fun? Yeah, it never got old because it never repeated no. gimmicks. It it did it did a thing, and the thing always had a purpose. That's what I think I really loved about it yeah. was that, like you said, yes, those things are all crazy and fun. But when you think about them, or when they're provided a bit more context later, you understand why that happened, or why it was presented in that way. It always sort of, mm. it was justified. They could have shown it in a more conventional way, but it never felt like it was, or at least to me, it never felt like it was just like, what can we do for the fuck of it? And let's just do yeah. crazy stuff to be weird. Maybe a couple of times. I do think, uh, as much as I love it, I don't think it's perfect and i do think there were a couple of times where maybe it was getting a little carried away with itself but generally i think that all of the weird stuff all of the bold stylistic elements actually had a purpose and actually reflected david's viewpoint or the the sometimes it kind of took abstract ideas about his mind and about these things like psychic space and everything and literalized them or found ways to use editing to make sense of them um and that's what i really liked about it more so than just that it was stylish to be cool yeah yeah i'm again i'm struggling to say any points without Mm. going straight into spoilers because i think all of my issues i have with it start cropping up around the the second half of the series okay okay um oh oh, no wait i could talk about the characters i suppose first if you want if you want to just go yeah go uh, for it yeah so i liked uh, David, I thought he was believably crazy, which mm-hmm. I think is it's it's it sounds stupid to say, but I think it is very uh, acting crazy can get very drab and very mm-hmm. boring quite quick if the person's just it feels like they're not having a purpose with it. But he pulled it off very well, and he pulled it off with there was a sense of comedy to it as well. Like mm-hmm. it never felt really dark. Like he's actually well, the thing is he like, does he does like the sort of twitchy crazy thing, like you know looking around yeah. and going. Eh, eh, eh. But it has a purpose because, like he's, he says in one episode, it's when you've got what I have, it's like trying to make a list while someone's talking in your ear. So he just gets yeah. distracted and is like, what, what, huh? 
all the time. And it's like, that's why he's twitchy and looking around the place, because the power is just inherently distracting for him. And if he has, if he, if indeed he is schizophrenic, then that obviously means that he is imagining voices and yeah. other things that are like diverting his attention. So the whole twitchy thing is actually relevant. It's not just, I'm crazy, so I do this a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that could be partly down to, again, just because the fact that they wrote it in there, that it was a mm. purpose, which mm. I liked, again. But it was also, yeah, they just he didn't portray it like he was just like acting random, like they just said, go on, do whatever. Just, mm. just a scene crazy. Like It felt like it had direction to it. Yeah. And I also liked uh, his love interest. I can't remember her name either. Uh, I'm really bad Sid. with names. Sid. Sid. Yeah. I liked that she had like an interesting power. That's, it was essentially like she basically acts like Rogue from, from X-Men anyway. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the similar sort of don't touch me. But, I, I, so, but in a weirder way. All of the powers yeah. in the show are very... They're not, not just superpowers. They all have slight, slightly creepy elements to them. Like, Sid has this backstory about when she uses her power when she was younger mm. that is, like, genuinely a little bit creepy. And that gives the sort of, I don't know, almost a slightly icky body horror vibe to it, in a, yeah. in a way. And then there's the two Carrie Carries, which it's not the best superpower in the world, but it is, it's weird. It's not just like, I have energy powers. They have, like, a, a slightly more trippy... Power, all of the powers in it wouldn't go, wouldn't work in like X Men Apocalypse when everyone's shooting at that one guy yeah. with electric and lightning. Like they have much, much more abstract, strange powers. And I don't suppose, I don't suppose it's like, it's not like the powers I think in themselves are like, if you'd heard them, you'd go, oh, that's creepy. It's mm. because I think they just take it to a realistic level. Yeah. Like, they just think of what would happen, like, if this person had this... Like, for instance, the... Um, memory artist. The memory guy. He, the memory guy. He's the ability to, you know, he has perfect memory himself as well yeah, as... Yeah, I know the bit you didn't mention. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as well, as well as, like, he can go to other people's dreams. But then they take mm. that all the way back to he can remember being born himself. Yeah. Which just... It makes... It just feels creepy. Yeah. The idea of being... Knowing, like, having memories from inside the womb... Yeah. Like, and it just, it's just this sort of, it is a, it's not exactly like they're doing a gritty take on the powers. Mm. They're just sort of thinking like, if the person actually did have the powers, what would be the thing that, yes. you know, affects them the most? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So back to the characters, because I just took you on a, a wild tangent there. No, no, it makes sense as well. And it's basically the same for like Sid. Her power is that she body swaps whenever she touches mm. someone. And so obviously like sex and relationships would be like a big thing for her as well mm. and they don't just shy away from that as like uh, an x-men film like that's exactly what rogue sort of does but they treat mm. it in a very much a pg way mm -hmm. you could actually compare the two backstories where you've got rogue with her like first kiss with her boyfriend mm. where he's like he's just sent into a coma whereas in this one it's a lot creepier yeah and it's got a lot more i know not grounded but just yeah it's, it's just weirder <laughs> yeah what about uh we haven't talked about Jermaine Clement, who comes up halfway through. Yeah, I, th I thought it was strange because I heard his voice on the coffee machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, is he just a cameo? Like, <laughs> is he like friends with the director or something yeah, like that? Yeah. But it makes a lot more sense when he comes up later. I thought he, I liked his character, but I thought that 
uh, he his powers just weren't explained whatsoever. Mm, I agree. I inferred that they were like just Davids, but less. Yeah, that's that's what I inferred. But it yeah. was they just never really showcased it much at all. And I mm. think that comes down to I sort of agree with you on your your least favorite character, which is Mallory. Mm-hmm. Melanie. Sorry, Mallory's the old woman in Archer as well. <laughs> so it's, right, okay, yeah, Melanie, so Melanie. Again, I, I assume that her powers is like David's and like her husband's, but even yeah. less. Yeah. Like, even less than them. But I can't recall a single instance where she used it. She doesn't. I don't think she does at all. The only implication, that I think the only reason we've assumed that she has this power is because in the second episode, David's like freaking out and she explains to him how to drown out and single in on a single yeah. voice and she's calling out to him. And I think that's the only time that I ever got okay, the impression yeah, that that's right. what her power yeah. was. But I think otherwise, I don't think I would have known if she even had a power. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And she's sort of like the, the Professor X replacement of the mm-hmm. group, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But that isn't... Isn't as smart. Or interesting. Yeah, interesting. There's not the... With Professor X, he has such sort of strong moral moral standing mm. that makes him interesting when he when he's forced to, you know, go against what he believes or mm. anything like that. Whereas with this, I don't know. She kind of just betrays her values around halfway through the series and then but does that, nothing since. That was the only part of her that was interesting, was that she seemed to have a weakness that we'll probably talk about maybe in the spoiler half, I don't know. But other than that, like, yeah, what is her personality? What 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 defines her at all? It's it's hard because, like I said, when uh-huh. I when, when I message you about it, you should, like what defines her. And the thing is, is that she's defined by another character, mm-hmm. which just means that she doesn't have any character herself. Like, mm-hmm. it it just sure it's it's interesting that this person is like fully devoted to that person, but it do, it just leaves you with nothing. Yeah, on that side, I, I agree. Far more time with her. Yeah, she gets more screen time than certain more interesting people. Uh, there are lots yeah. of other characters. There's David's sister. There's like the the guy with the eye. But the only other major character that I think we haven't talked about is I don't know how you say her name. Is it Aubrey Plaza or Audrey? Plaza? I don't know her name. But Lenny oh, Len- in the show. Lenny in the show. I don't know what the actress's name actually is, but um, she started out for me as the person that was annoying me. In like the first yeah. couple of episodes, I was like, yeah, I don't really like you. And without being able to actually spoil a very, very major thing, around the halfway point, she turned into probably my, probably my second favourite character. Yeah, I think that she just got the most interesting stuff to do. Yes. Like, she just got the, she yes. just got the best character to play out of and all she, the She got the best things. character to play, but I also think that she does deserve credit, because I think she... When I thought yeah. everything I've ever seen her in before, I haven't particularly felt anything about her. She's either just sort of like disaffected millennial who doesn't care about anything, or she's in things mm. like Bad Grandpa, where she's just <laughs> like rude girl. And so she's almost like the male equivalent of like a, a Dave Franco or something. And I just like don't care about her. But then in this, she plays this very interesting character in a very, very compelling way. And I think it would be like if someone like Dave Franco just pulled like a really great performance out of nowhere. I did think it was, I did think she was really, really good. 
but she yeah, goes psychotic. Well, yeah. yes, but at the beginning, I did find her annoying. I can't, it can't go much further than that without spoiling. Mm, I, I, I'd be interested to see if I went back to it if I still found her as annoying as I, I sort did. Of did in the beginning. I did. Oh, you've rewatched the first one. Uh, I've well, I've I've sort of like around episode six, I started watching from the beginning again with Naoma. Right. So I have. Since understanding more of the plot, I have gone back and watched everything leading up to it. So I have mm. seen, apart from, in fact, apart from the last episode, I've seen every episode at least twice. I think I watched the pilot three okay. times. Oh, sorry, did you finish your point? It just, it just <laughs> I thought that that was more just a, a criticism. It was like, oh, is that it? Right, great, well done. No. Um, yeah, I did finish my point. Uh, other things... Music, I thought, was eclectic. It's sometimes I thought it worked really, really well. Mm. Sometimes, like, it never annoyed me or anything, but sometimes I felt like the music just didn't fit with what was happening. But there were points where I thought it fit perfectly at the same time. I felt like at times, yeah, it it, it felt like they were trying to be eclectic, which just, like mm. you said, it just means that it just doesn't mesh right, but people go like, oh, it works because it doesn't mesh right. Yeah. That's that's the gist. Um, we we like the style. We like the characters, and from the sounds of things, most of your points need spoiling. So we yeah, recommend. It's we, mostly just. Uh, I like the story, and I like mm. that it doesn't go exactly where you predict mm. right from the start. But uh, at the same time, I think that it was also. I think it was one of the weaker aspects of the show. Okay, that that's that's the gist. We'll probably go into spoilers now. The only other thing I want to add is that I think if you like horror films and horror TV shows, yeah. I would genuinely yeah. recommend this to you because it's better than a lot of modern horror films and horror TV shows. And it has some yeah, really, definitely agree. some really creepy stuff happens in terms of imagery and things. So, right. Spoilers. We can now talk about it properly. So, um, you said that most of your problems came up in the second half. Yes. Go on. Uh, I really should have like written out my thoughts beforehand. Um, <laughs> That's how I felt when I did the first one. Yeah, uh, I found the whole section three threat. They just they didn't give their villains enough character at all. I think that's because they deliberately get... become expendable. Because by that's the end, the they are they not were, a yeah. threat at all. They are just like in the way. Yeah, and it's just sort of it was. I know that they set them up because of in this first episode we need a villain we need a reason for mm. them to like break out and all of that but it's yeah it just became the point of oh no section three we got we got to go stop section three and i just it's exactly how, how they treated it in the plot afterwards it was just like no it's not it's not a threat yeah why are you pretending like it's still a threat i understand yeah i think i think on one hand i like that from episode one, two, and three, you could get the impression that the devil with the yellow eyes is a side thing, rather yeah. than necessarily yeah. what's going to be the main villain. But I kind of like that in the sense that it's something that they I, discover yeah. is a problem along with you. And like by by like episode four, they're like, yeah, this thing's actually more important. But at the same time, it does feel like first half of the show, a lot of stop talking about orga. Was it what are they called? Organization three or whatever they're called. Yeah. And then, yeah, they do just sort of go, actually, you don't matter now because we've found the focus of the plot and you're not it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it felt like, obviously it's different because you don't know if you're going to get a mm. second season with a show. But I felt like if they'd kept 
the yellow eyes thing as sort of a background mm. for a first season and then led into potentially the yellow eyes creature being the second season. Mm. And I think that that could have worked even better because it's gives the impression that one you've already like you've laid the groundwork. And I think I liked it more. Yeah, like you said, I really liked when the, the guy with the yellow eyes was a background character because it felt like mm. the plot had a bit more depth to it. Like it had multiple things going on, but it never felt confusing. Like it felt like it had a mystery yeah. to it. Yeah, it definitely loses that sense of mystery. But that is mm. something that I was glad for because I don't want another loss situation on my hands. So I'm always happy when something answers its damn questions. And I think it, I think it did it at a reasonable pace for me. And I think... Oh, yeah. The main reason that I liked, for me, actually, I'm on the other hand, I liked the second half of the show more. And I think Mm. that's because it had a villain, a clear villain. And you know I like villains. And one of my main criticism with a lot of these superhero villains is that the hero and the villain have next to no relationship a lot of the time. And here they have the strongest possible relationship (laughs) that they could have. They've literally Mm. been together since birth. And... They uh, they have lots of conversation scenes between each other. You get a, yeah. an actual connection between hero and villain. You have a villain that has personality. In fact, it has four of them, and they all have more personality than most <laughs> villains in other shows do. Yeah, And uh, it's actually a threat. It's a legitimate threat. It's not just some army that they have to beat up or some gangster crime lord. It's something that is messing with our hero that wins on several occasions throughout the show. Even in the very, very end, it kind of wins and gets what it wants. It's a threat. And I really like... That's why I like the second half of the show more because I felt like it had a strong villainous presence to it. And I definitely agree that I liked that it was a personal thing and it was very Mm -hmm. small, the threat. Well, when you think about it, it was just... I think three three whole episodes, if you think mm. about it, literally happen in one room, and it's just about the characters in, a way, in between yeah. each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it, it's it's very small scope with that, and I liked that yeah. aspect. It's... Like it was, it, it stopped, didn't stop it from being cool, and also it puts them in a situation where they can't even access their powers for a lot of mm. that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it still managed to be cool. I also liked that um, while it's style. It's very easily to like. It's, I think it's very easy to say that Legion is different from other superhero shows because of its style. But as well as that, all of those superhero shows, all of these superhero films, are about heroes going to fight some world or city-threatening force. This is literally—they're not even heroes, really. They are fighting for themselves. They're all yep. just like, if if we don't sort this out, David's just. It's David fighting to clear his own head. He's not really trying to save the world or anything like that. It's got a different superhero plot. It's When they're all so similar now, it actually has a different story. Mm. A a properly different story. True, and I think if I had to... I I enjoyed this more than any of the other superhero TV shows. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I haven't watched Iron Fist yet, so that's probably one. <laughs> well, I've been watching The Flash, and I can tell you that if Iron Fist is worse than The Flash, then Iron Fist must be unwatchable. Because <laughs> the, I don't know how people can enjoy The Flash. It's uh, Every week I watch it, it seems to get worse. I told you about that episode <laughs> with the giant gorillas, and they start going into people's heads, and, and characters yeah. are just speaking like, We fight Flash. 
flesh and humans <laughs> die and it's so cringeworthy and it's embarrassing and like you know how annoying foggy can be in daredevil yeah imagine if every single character was foggy <laughs> then you have the flash <laughs> oh god and they i assume they all have the like the exact same comedy style as well yes yes they do yeah and if anyone disagrees with me you're wrong because it, 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 it's unbearable. I can't stand it. I cannot stand that show. <laughs> but Legion's great. <laughs> <laughs> Legion's great. You, you, I said to you that my least favourite character was Carrie. Okay, so Which... Carrie uh, has the power. They, they share. There's two characters with the same name. And they share the mm. same body. Which is something I never found that clear. I wasn't yes. entirely yeah. certain how it worked. Because there seemed to be times when, like, only one could be out. Then sometimes they were in the same room together. And then times where, like, they seemed to have a symbiotic relationship. Like, he, like yeah. one of them gets hurt. But then other times that doesn't seem to apply. And I didn't, I didn't understand that it seems like Boy, Boy Carrie is a human being who has existed. But Girl Carrie is not a f- proper human. Because she no, then, she doesn't it's, age. It's even more confusing. And, and, it's and even more confusing because it sounded like in the backstory, it sounded like she was born first, because they had the backstory where they said she mm. was born first, and then and then the mum had uh, white guy carry, mm. and then because she had white guy carry, the husband thought that the wife was cheating, so left, mm. and then. So what I, did the what did the mum do when one of the children disappeared into the body of the other child? I have no idea how it works at all. I, yeah. I genuinely didn't understand it. I understood the gist that they share a body, but like I was confused as to why when she was out of his body, she aged, but when she was inside, she didn't age. So he's like that made it sound like he was the real one, and she was yeah, the thing exactly. that just comes in and out whenever she feels like it. But I was like, can he do that or? Or is he always yeah. around? What? What? How does this it work? Was, it was a very unclear power, and it was it was just unclear to the point where I was like, "What's the point of it?" Mm. I, I mean, I know that, that it's it's all because they are all mutants, but it was just it was just, and also it was I got the fact that he's the smart one and she's the brash mm. one, like brains mm. and brawn. But that doesn't mean that she had to be completely like I mm. I Her- cannot name one moment where she made a good decision. Her entire personality is defined by the fact that she likes to punch things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it w- it would be like, but she always like she rushes into, th- and it's not mm. like you, I can. I'm I'm for like a, mm. a character if they are, you know, if they are a, just focused on the brawns. If they're also likable as well, mm. like if it's just like, oh, you're stupid, but you're also lovable. Mm. But she wasn't lovable at all. She was just causing more trouble than she was helping. Just yeah. Being there. And was I get the whole point of yeah she ages while she's out of the body so she's a bit younger but she just felt so stupid and naive like more <laughs> than the main character and he's been in a mental hospital half mm. his life like it was <laughs> it like, like they were basically holding her on a leash and then she'd run into rooms when like experiments were going on and things mm. like that and just didn't help yeah and like you said it was also the fact that their powers were vague. Like when yeah. female Carrie punched male Carrie in the later one, I was like, surely you should feel that as well. Yeah. I also didn't... Uh, another thing about her character I didn't understand was her sudden 
hatred of other Carrie towards the end. Like, you abandoned me. Under circumstances mm. that she didn't really understand. Yeah. In a, in a was, world yeah. in a world where none of them were actually themselves. None mm. of them had this, like, you know, in, in, that, in that world, David was manic depressive. Which is not what David is normally. So they, they weren't even themselves. But for some reason, she was mad at him for something that another version of him did that she didn't even fully witness or understand. And I didn't, I didn't yeah. really get that. And he never like tried it, to explain it, it, it to he her disappeared. either. He disappeared. It's not like it's not like he he threw her under the bus. He disappeared. Yeah. And yeah. also, he was trying to help them all. It's not yeah. like he was <laughs> he was like leaving her to what whatever fate she had. He was trying to save her. And on that subject, I think I think episode six was one of the weaker episodes for me, um, which is the one that's entirely set in the mental hospital. Hmm. Uh, and that one featured for me perhaps the most sort of anticlimactic. No, it's actually episode seven that did it, but it started the most anticlimactic aspect of the show, which is that there's this character I think he's called the Eye, who's like you know the one with the perm, curly hair, yeah. and the this this mutant that that is set up as a proper villain with importance. Yeah. You never find out much about him. That's fine. He's enigmatic or whatever. But then he really is just, like you said about the whole organization thing, he's set up as so important. And then in episode yeah. seven, they're just it's like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> we don't, you don't matter. Just go. Like, I, I saw he got a very cool death. Yeah, his death was awesome, but it was like, yeah. it, great. So I just was the point felt, of I was, him? I was, I, I was thinking like, oh, it's really, like, I really liked his death. But at the same time, I was just thinking, like, what was the whole point in keeping around this long? If he was just mm. gonna, if he was just gonna, like, they set him up as the threat, like he survived the mm. whole ambush from before. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, so he's gonna come back. And he's gonna actually be a threat. No, he just kind of follows them around and punches them. The the only I think the only reason they needed him was because he's the one that triggered David to sort of like start that whole fantasy world, so the bullets didn't hit him. I think that was the yeah. only purpose he had. It's just so they had a reason to to go into that <laughs> fantasy world. Um. But yeah, like you said about the whole organization thing, it is just brushed aside. What I did love about the whole organization being brushed aside thing, though, was one of my favorite moments in the entire show was the bit where you're watching the security footage of David sinking everyone into the walls. And oh, right, yeah. And he's like, he's having a blast. And I loved that. <laughs> you know, like when he like peeks around the corner, it's just like, hello. And then they all sink yeah. down. That bit was cool. And I liked that, like, as you said, they become such a nothing threat. But at the same time, they're used to substantiate how much of a threat the devil with the yellow mm. eyes is, because the devil with the yellow eyes is just walking around like killing them like they're nothing and just having so much fun while doing it. And I I love that bit. That was the bit where I think I, I messaged you and went Legion's getting really good because yeah. I just <laughs> thought that bit was so cool. And I loved when um, we talked about how Dan Stevens' performance was good, and I was a bit vague about it, but I think he does as well as performing as David well. I think he performs all of the different aspects of David really well. Like when he is the Shadow King and he's basically playing David from the guest, you know, when he's talking to Amy. Yeah. yeah. And he's playing it almost the same as he does in the guest, where he's kind of being creepy and charming at the same time. I thought he was great. And then there's the bit where he's British David talking to American <laughs> David. I really that, liked that. That was, my, one of, that was probably my second favourite part of the whole show. Was that that was an exposition dump that was one of the most entertaining parts of the whole episode? It was a really yeah. good exposition dump. The whole thing with the blackboard and um, David 
talking to David. I really enjoyed that part. And that was when I thought he's really good. As uh, It confirmed to me that his performance was really good. Yeah, no, I liked his performance. I had a bit of a problem with that exposition dump, not because of the format. It mm. was just because I felt like he was making... They said, like, he, the rational mind was saying, don't jump to conclusions, and then it seemed like yeah. he jumped to a big conclusion. Well, there was, like, that bit I where he know. went, like, did they fight with their fists? And then he just goes, no, they yeah. had a psychic fight in the, in the astral plane, and that's what caused it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, I never felt like I had that information. I never felt like I could infer that myself. Well, I think that um, he did sort of know it, and it was more that... I think he knew all of this stuff, but that the Shadow King had been censoring it. Because we'd already seen that the Shadow King had been messing around with his memories and, like, cutting parts out and everything. Because we actually see the part where David... Where, you know, where Amy sees the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have lots of this information actually provided to us. I think that it's just that David didn't wasn't able to put it all together until he got away from the Shadow King, and that's when he could kind of put these pieces together that he already knew. No, because as well, I think I since Googled uh, the Night King mm. after after the episode, and it felt like if I didn't, if I again, yeah, if I didn't know the comic book, I would, mm. I would have. Thought that was a massive jump to explain all of that in the TV okay. show. Uh, I still, I still think it's a massive jump. I mean, it's it was just sort of like, ah, oh, yes, my my father obviously met this guy and he obviously defeated him. Then he obviously just went to the astral plane and then came to me as a baby. And it's I can get that you think that maybe it's somewhere in his memory, but he was also like he was just a baby. <laughs> like I can understand if maybe he, read, he like his sister's mind or something and saw the wheelchair. But, but wouldn't he share the Shadow King's memories? They're in I the same brain. I suppose, but he doesn't even know his name until... Because right, it's until being after, censored to uh, him. After he gets out of... Until after he gets out of that thing, though. And when he's okay. trapped in that bit, he's not. it's not like he has any access to the Night King or whatever. Hmm. He's stuck in that coffin. Yeah. Technically. Well, anyway, I liked British <laughs> David. Uh, British David was cool. But, um... And yes, uh, I wanted to say, we, we talked about how Lenny does crazy well. I think she becomes a really good villain once she starts to, you know, once it becomes, from that point, I think she was annoying me up until that point in episode four where she's like, okay, we need to get out of here. Just just use your power and work together. You know, when she's, when he first breaks out of of the yeah, astral yeah. plane. And, and at that point, you kind of, that's when you sort of start to put everything together. And from that point onwards, when she started to be overtly manipulative and overtly evil, I thought she was really good as a villain. Uh, I can get why. Yeah, it definitely escalates. And mm. it was at the before it was just sort. Of, it felt like more of a nagging character. Yeah, she just sort of comes in and goes, "You shouldn't trust these people." There. She literally yeah, just starts yeah, making would... noises and stuff <laughs> like that, and just talking over people. And I suppose as well, it does come in with the kind of rising of power as mm. well. So I can understand the reasoning for that. But yeah, it's just annoying to have this, like this buzzing character that doesn't mm. really do much for for three episodes. But mm. uh, one big point that I had as well was um, that you messaged me after you watched episode seven and you said, oh, it was basically like that could have been the finale 
of, yeah. of the of the of the season. Yeah, and I agree with you. It felt like the finale. I think that should have <laughs> been the finale because then the next episode, to me, I've never had something like so much where it felt like it was like I jumped straight to the second season, <laughs> like and I was watching well season two episode one. And then mm. that, it just felt like that the whole way through. What once I you sent that because the thing is you overtook me and watched episode eight before I did. Mm. But so I read that message first and then was watching all of episode eight with that in mind. So I agree oh, with okay, you, sorry. but I think that might be because you made yeah, me sorry. think it. But at the same time, I think it's nice that the show managed to be so have such a satisfying conclusion. That it, it over-concluded, or that it, yeah. it like, at least it had the satisfying conclusion in the first place. That's, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Did you like the black and white bit? The silent movie yes, bit? Yes. Yeah, that was cool. That was I, really I thought, good. I thought some of the, the title cards were a bit too, got a bit too over the top near the end, mm. but I, I, liked, I liked when it was like a silent movie and it was actually mm. genuinely creepy as opposed to just, mm. this is quirky. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah. And it, and it worked well with the music. That was one of the parts where I thought the music worked yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a really good, instead of ending, because like, let's pretend episode seven was the finale. Uh, in, <laughs> instead of ending with, uh, like all of the Marvel Netflix shows have ended anticlimactically that I've seen. I don't know if you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've all ended <laughs> just only, in it. only finished two series. Okay. I didn't well, even finish Daredevil series Luke, two. Luke, Luke Cage finishes massively anticlimactically as well. And they all just sort of end with like, and then after all this building of tension, they have a generic superhero fight and there's no stakes and it just sort of ends. This Great. managed to end in a way that wasn't massive CGI battle or shitty street brawl. It ended mm. with this like three sort of intercutting between three different scenes with um, Oliver making the shield, the fight inside the hospital with the silent yeah. movie fight, and then David finally destroying the sort of imaginary world and finally, like, conquering his powers. And that was a much more interesting way of doing the final confrontation than what was actually the final confrontation in episode eight where they just run at each yeah. other. Um, but... Yeah. It was a that was a, a a nice way of find like that was what it did well I think because it took psychic powers and found a way to make them cool and interesting instead of just sitting watching people sit down doing putting their like fingers to their head and go think concentrating it found ways to visualize all of these psychic things and the astral plane and all that and make these powers that could often be quite boring to watch be really cool to watch yeah yeah. And I think that that was definitely its strongest, and I think it just it it knew that from the outset because, like mm. I said, it was all the it was just visualizing everything that it could have just shown with like mm. a like blue lightning versus yellow lightning if it really mm. wanted to just be cheap and e easy. Mm. And while just sort of yeah, complimenting the style all the way through just makes it sound like you're you're caring more about that than what's actually mm. like it's it's actually doing. I think that it's just it's showcasing that they knew what they were doing. And mm. so they went crazier with the style because I think it yeah, just ends up complementing the story more than if you went. Exactly, I think that's exactly the point. It's not style over substance. It is a, an excess of style that is actually yeah. improving the substance. Yeah, the, the, yeah exactly. the, it's they are working together in a really interesting way. Like you know when they're doing the the memory work, and you, there's the, that first jump cut, and you're just like, oh, is that just a style thing? But then you kind of piece it together, and it's it's a much more interesting way 
of doing, you know, it could have just been like scenes of them talking and then them saying, him saying like, I don't remember. Why don't I remember? But instead we have it visualized in a, in a cool way, in a cool, cool yeah. way. And I think the problem that I had as well, when it got into the second half mm. is that it got much more linear. Like it was, I think it needed I really, to, I liked, mm, I, I liked when it kept revisiting older scenes mm. and adding more information. to So it. I, 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 I liked that, that a lot. Indefinitely. Yeah. Like, but I liked that they were returning to earlier scenes, not just like actually re- returning, mm. like it also in in his mind, and it just felt like again when the yellow uh, the guy with the yellow eyes was a side plot, it felt like it had more depth to the story, just because it felt like you were slowly piecing together more, and it had more of that. That's mystery true. Feel. It's a mystery in the and first then, half. Yeah, yeah, and then when it comes down to like the final episode is entirely linear, basically. Except for when yeah. the, the moment where David's sort of rewinding, but then that's just sort of on a screen. It's not like you're actually interacting with it. Yeah, and it just I agree. More and more like every other superhero show as it got more linear. I think it became more conventional by Legion standards, but compared yeah, to other shows, yeah. it still was not. It, it, I think I was pleased with that. I think if it continued to be as abstract as it was, I think I'd have got annoyed. I think it... I think it did it well. I think it, it knew when it needed to start becoming more straightforward so they could build narrative momentum because that was something I really felt in like episode five, six, seven, mainly those three. Like a, a real sense of like progress and the narrative going somewhere and I really wanted to see where it was going. And if it was constantly revisiting scenes or just being weird and stylistic and mysterious, I don't think that would have been there. I think it felt like it was heading to a conclusion, and I liked that. One other thing that I think one thing we haven't really touched on that we did in the non-spoiler half was that the show can be quite creepy at times. I think that was when it was actually at its strongest as well. So do I. It was trying yeah. to be creepy. It did it well. It didn't do it like when I read the first review of episode one. People were saying, "Oh, this is weird and surreal and slightly creepy." My I instantly thought of um, Doctor Strange. And thought, yeah, is it or is it is it that level of strange? Mm. And then stuff. And then the first time I saw the yellow eyed demon, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that is because yeah. because I, I genuinely when he mentions it and you see text come up on the screen saying the devil with the yellow eyes, and I was like, "Oh, what's that's just gonna look like either a man with yellow eyes or it's gonna be some kind of generic monster." And then you see it; and it's this weird David Lynchian yeah. fat fetus thing and i was like what the that is really creepy <laughs> that is a really unique design and it was like i was so like oh no they actually meant it when they said it was going to be weird and surreal and then you got the little boy the the angriest boy yeah. in the world running around and it's like this is this works as a horror show it genuinely does work yeah. as a horror show like when, when when they're first getting into david's house I think mm. it's when it's when it sort of hits its peak on the his, on the horror aspect. Which time? You mean in his memory or in uh in the well, real world? Before they get before when they get when they're trying to get into the room where they eventually get shot and Oh yeah, when it's it silent. Down. When it when he cuts out yeah, the sound. When it's yeah. yeah, and it cuts out yeah, and it's that's genuinely creepy. Oh, as well as like when uh when they sort of get into his headspace in the episode three, I believe. Mm. Yeah, and that again. That's in David's childhood house, I suppose. That's why I got mm. confused. But just yeah, I think this, the horror moments are when I was really, 
I was m- paying the most attention to the show. Like mm-hmm. it was just when it really ho- had me hooked the most. Yeah. And I think if it, you couldn't do the whole series on that because I think mm. it'd lose its grip. Yeah. But I, I, I would if if they were to do an, a second season and had more horror, I think I'd like that even more. Yeah. Because it's yeah, that's it's the just, thing. It's, it was fun. It it gives it an identity beyond just superhero show. Like you know, lots yeah. of these superhero things are like. You know, Luke Cage is is a superhero show, but it's got like that gritty crime edge. Uh, Jessica Jones is superhero show, but a noir, and you got things like The Winter Soldier, superhero, but it's got political intrigue or whatever. But they always have quite light elements of those things, whereas mm-hmm. this at times felt more like a horror show than a superhero show. And that I did really like. It didn't feel like it was a superhero show with light horror elements. It felt more like a horror show with light superhero elements. It makes all of those MCU films look so much... uh, Show, sorry. All the MCU shows look so much more bland in comparison. Like, if I went to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, I would be like, this is so drab and boring. I I think I would have thought that anyway. (laughs) Well... Yeah, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I would have. But, like, you know, Daredevil, yeah. I really liked Daredevil. Yeah. And um, and I did think it was different for, like, when compared to, like, the CW superhero shows. It felt like it had its yeah. own tone. Yeah. But now it feels a lot more, like, only, like, it's partially different from the other ones. Whereas Legion is full-on different. Yeah, and I think, it, like I said, it's just, I think it's the strongest of the TV shows. I still think it had problems. So, do I haven't really talked about my problems, but... Um, for me, it was just occasionally, whereas I said most of those stylistic sequences felt like they had a purpose, like they were contextualized later, there was somewhere I was just like, what was that? Like, there's in episode six, there's the, the bit where Lenny has that dance, James Bond-style dance sequence. And what was that? You didn't like that. It was cool. It was a cool thing yeah. on its own. But I was, but what the, what the hell was it? to do with anything it was cool it was yeah. a cool like short film on its own terms <laughs> but it had nothing to do with anything it was just that that felt weird for weird's sake to me yeah and i could definitely i could definitely agree with your argument for that for me that was that was the moments where i felt like it was most like the creators just having fun with it yeah like, yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah i agree it wasn't i agree and, and it wasn't the Again, coming back to the style over substance thing, I don't think it mm. was just them sort of indulging themselves for three minutes or something like that. And it definitely was almost just padding for the rest of the episode. Mm. But it was in a way that was ten times more interesting than if they did padding in any other show, where it'd just be a really boring conversation with people that doesn't go anywhere. Well, sorry to, to keep ragging on The Flash, but I really hate it. But The Flash just did a musical episode, and it was one of the most boring things ever. Like, <laughs> like you have The Flash, a, su- a speedster. Imagine the things you could do with a musical episode as someone who's got super speed. You could do yeah. something... Re- and the songs are all people stood still on the spot, just singing like like uh, what songs? Like they're all just pre-existing songs, apart from like two of them. And they just stood on the spot singing. And and at least this this one these that that moment in Legion had color. It had style. It was a better musical sequence than anything in the musical episode of The Flash. The other <laughs> moment, the other moment, I was thinking that was just kind of like what was the bit the sort of like Bollywoody dance in the first episode. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. What 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 was that? That was just a thing that kind of happened. 
It was fun Maybe again. I just but... like them more because I like musicals. That might yeah. just be no, no, genuinely that's the thing. I, like I enjoyed I enjoyed both of them as sequences, but they were the moments where I yeah. felt like it was just being surreal for the fuck of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I can't um I haven't watched I only watched the pilot once like a like mm. a moron. <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> but I mean um I I I I enjoyed it at the time, but I think that was more just because it was I think if they kept doing that all the way through then mm. I would have found it more annoying, but I think it was more just establishing for the audience this is going to get weird, guys, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, like it was, it was, and also I think at the same time it just showed there was a bit of lightheartedness to it as well. Like it wasn't yeah. going to be serious, and it was sort of no. a bit tongue in cheek. Which no, I okay, I understand that. I think that sequence you could you could also sort of argue that it's just it's helping to set the tone. Yeah, for the rest of it because as well in in the pilot it's not like it's short on plot either. No. Uh, and I agree, I definitely agree. I think I found more just little tiny moments as opposed to whole sequences where I was like, oh, did you have to do that? Uh, yeah, I, as you can tell, I really, really, really enjoyed the show. Just a few moments where I did find it a bit frustrating. And I did think episode six was a step down from everything else. But I've, I really liked its style. I liked its tone. I really did find its story engaging. I liked its characters. And I would thoroughly recommend it to... I would recommend it like to anyone, but I would not be surprised if they came back to me and went, what the fuck was that shit at the same time? <laughs> um, but I, did, I, I loved it. I loved it. I think, I think most people would like it, genuinely. Mm. If they have an open mind and pay attention. Yeah. Like you can't. Yeah, that's, you, you have to pay attention. You couldn't, you couldn't like put on the background your because your parents would w- ask a question every five minutes and it'd mm. already be answered. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. You can't like put it on as something to do while you're doing the ironing or something to like actually <laughs> watch. You have to actually watch it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd give it. I think I'd give it a nine um, because, as I said, I didn't think it was perfect and. I I am slightly concerned about season two, even though nothing so far has actually made me think season two might be bad. It's just that I don't know where they can go now because it feels like the reason that the, the reason that it was so different was because David had a fractured mindset and now he's basically cured. And that feels like it's opening the door for it to become generic. And I hope that doesn't happen. I don't think it'd become generic. I just think that it's it's. I agree with you that it felt like I, I would be worried about a second season because I think my least favorite episode was actually episode eight. I think episode eight, uh, was was in the bottom half. Uh, for for me, it was like mm. five, six, seven area that I really really loved. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else? No. No, I'm good. Right, well, first news story then. We're into news stories. First thing is actually Legion related, because I thought, you know what, that makes some sense. Uh, Legion Season 2 has 10 episodes. Oh, okay. So that's that's something. I didn't even know it was confirmed. Second thing, have you seen the thing about Professor X? No. no. So uh, the the showrunners have said that they want to implement Professor X into Season 2. And they've said, like, at the moment, there's obviously both creative discussions and corporate discussions about what can actually be done in that sense. You know, like, do we can we get James McAvoy? No. Can we get Patrick Stewart? I don't know. Do we have to hire someone else? Can we do it at all? But um, that's something that's on the cards. And Patrick Stewart was in an interview 
where they asked him if he'd do it and he just went, yes, absolutely, which was like, oh, cool. So if mm. it sounds like if there's corp- corporate and rights issues are sorted out, we could actually have Professor X in season two, which might be interesting. That'd be cool. I think I think then it would, like I said, it could also lose its charm of having a a small story feel while mm. still having big stakes. But at the same time, it it's is Ness- one character. It's not yeah. like he's suddenly going to go to the X-Mansion and get on a jet or whatever. That would be amazing if the TV show suddenly <laughs> had the budget of an X-Men film and <laughs> they show up and everyone's there. Um, yeah, so that was my first thing, was just to just to let you know that that's, that's on the cards. Uh, and then, kind of slightly jumping here, uh, but on the subject of weird and creepy, we watched the It trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose that. I suppose that that's connected. It's loosely connected. It's creepy. Um, I. What did you think of the trailer? I'm gonna let you talk first because I've talked for a while. I feel like you didn't like it, like at all, mm. just from the way you were describing it. I thought it was. Oh. I thought it looked a bit like it. To me, it just made me realize why the Stranger Things guys. Wanted yeah. to make an it remake all this time, like yeah. it just felt like a movie studio saw how popular Stranger Things was and were like, "Shit, let's make this. Let's let's go, go, go on this." They have they have been doing it for quite a while. Um, in fact, the the first press image came out before Stranger Things. I loved the trailer. I loved I really, it. I really liked it. I thought it was the best horror trailer I've seen in a long time, and I hate the first film. That's the other thing. The, oh, really? the the original it's awful. Like a lot of people have like a weird. I think a lot of people who don't normally like horror films like it because it's so weak and sort of they can think they're watching something hardcore and scary because it's got a clown. But it's so pathetic. It's a TV movie, and it's got TV movie acting, TV movie production value, and it's just and TV movie levels of of frightening like you know it's 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 safe for tv kind of scary and it's so weak and it's the, the only thing about it that makes it creepy is it has a clown they don't do anything inventive the performance is genuinely off-putting and annoying like he's just he's a bit like um lenny in that he's sort of hanging around in the characters heads while they're talking to other people and he's just annoying. Right. Like they're talking and he's in the background, like blowing up balloons, going, ah, ooh, ah. And he's like, that's not scary. That's just really irritating. And there's like, there's a famous scene where they're in the library and he's just up at the top on the balcony, walking around, making noises. And it's just distracting. It's not scary or anything. And then, spoilers, I don't think this will be a spoiler for the remake because I've talked about changing it. But at the end of it, it turns out that it is an alien. It's a fucking alien. So it's not got... Even though things it does right. are only justifiable via, like, supernatural things. Because it does... It seems to have magic powers and, like, controls reality. It's an alien. Whatever. That's stupid enough already. And then at the end, it turns <laughs> out its true form is that it's a giant fucking spider. And it turns into this giant spider beast crawling around a cave. And it is the... It's... I have never seen a horror film shoot itself in the foot quite like that like you set up a creepy 
sort of archetypal thing like a, a killer clown and then oh by the way it's actually a giant fucking kaiju what the <laughs> fuck is that like, imagine if I mean I may I might have preferred this but imagine if at the end of the Babadook, Babadook it just turned into Godzilla like it was just like what the fuck it's it's awful but this trailer was really promising I thought um it looked so much better I think it just looked like it was well made as well. Yeah. And it, yeah. it felt, I might just be biased because I really like just the aesthetic of it. Mm. I mean, it's just because well, it's, the, the, it's the Spielberg, J.J. Abrams. That's the difference. Style. That's the difference. When when the original one was made, that wasn't nostalgic or intentional. That's just, it was coming yeah. out at the time when those things were made. And, yeah. and it was just a bad example of one of those. So it was just a bad one that came out at the same time as all the others. Whereas now it has the ability to sort of be intentionally retro and nostalgic with it. Um, I also, the main reason I'm, I'm excited, and I didn't know this until this is the sort of second news story that leads on. Stephen King tweeted out, it's called It, and then it's called, it's actually called It Part One, The Boys Club. Which is, if you've ever seen the book of It, it's like a thousand pages and 200 is humongous and that's why the original yeah and that's why the original is a two-part tv movie it's like four hours long because it's so long and the first it's it's very easily broken up into two parts because the first part is about them as kids and the second half is about them when they're adults it's like if the kids from stranger things grew up and came back to the town and the second half of the this is why i hate it so much first half creepy inventive cool the second half is fucking terrible. The second half is when it's badly written, the characters are all lose their charm because they're not kids anymore and they just become stock characters. And that's when they start going, oh, it's an alien, and it just becomes so fucking shit. And yes, this is part one, and then there's going to be a part two, and I know that that means that the shit part's still coming. <laughs> and, and then if you watch the trailer, it's all them being kids. There's no shots of the adult stuff. You don't get any indication that stuff's coming. So I know I'm going to have one film where it's not an alien. <laughs> There's going to be one film. There's going to be one film that's good. They've also talked about how they're massively changing the ending, and I hope that that means that they're just it's not an alien, and more specifically that it's not a fucking spider alien. Is that oh, true? It's, it's a spider. I just remembered as well. Yes. I just remembered as well, not only is it a giant spider, but they defeat it with, like, the power of belief or something, which oh. doesn't make sense because it's an alien. Like, if, if you're doing the supernatural <laughs> threat, that's cheesy and awful, but at least it makes sense. But why would an alien be defeated by love? Well, they fight, they shoot a slingshot at it. You know, that's where Stranger Things gets its thing from. The, the, they keep the, mentioning... The yeah. Yeah. They do that to the alien, but but they do it with the power of belief, and that defeats it. Why would that kill an alien? Why why would that <laughs> kill an alien? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, but yeah, I hope that that ending is completely reworked. Because did you know about the original version of this remake? Did you know anything about what they were going to do? I know was nothing gonna... about it besides the fact that it has a clown. Okay, this is my third news story. LinkedIn. Carrie Fukunaga, Fukunaga, the guy who made True Detective, first season of True okay, Detective, yeah. was going to make this. And he pitched a version. Oh, be- he, he had this really dark, really abstract version of the story. And then 
seemingly out of nowhere one day he just wasn't attached anymore and no one knew why and then months and months later he like came out and went yeah it's because they said it was too weird and not mainstream enough and there's there's loads of things i've heard from slightly iffy sources about what what was in inverted commas wrong with his pitch uh, so I can't, I don't want to report on any of them because I'm not sure if any of them are strictly speaking true. But one of the rumors I heard, if it was true, I think would have been too much even for us. I don't want to say what it was, but because it might be a lie. But a couple of days ago, when the trailer came out, his script leaked online. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. That's the, this is the new story I said that might be interesting. Uh, his script leaked. Uh, of this supposedly too dark mainstream remake. I did not hear that at all. There you go. Uh, apparently, it's quite hard to track down because they keep it keeps getting removed from places. Like if you go on the websites, it's removed every time. Okay. But but people keep you know putting it up and then it's removed again and it's put up again. So I'm I'm not I'm not condoning it, but you might be able to find the the uh, true detective version of it. In the screenplay out there somewhere, just okay. a just a thought. Just if only, if only we, we had, had a show. We talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, when does it come out? September. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that sounds interesting. I'd genuinely be up for. I thought so. Uh, I'd be up for if that was legally available. I would <laughs> definitely read that. <laughs> um, but. I have a feeling that one of the aspects he wanted to include in this is in the book. And I think I know what it is because he's, he's he's sort of talked vaguely about it. And I think I know what it is. There's a heavy, heavy, heavy emphasis in the book explicitly on pedophilia. Like there's a, there's a girl, oh. there's a girl in the group. There's only one girl in the group and she's like raped and abused by a dad. And I think a, he wanted to explicitly show it. That seems to be what I've heard. And B, there's a bit in the book that is completely unnecessary. And I sure hope to God that this wasn't in the script because it would be fucking weird. Uh, just at the end of part one, uh, the, the loser club, the, the end of the child section of the film, um, the kids get lost in like its lair. And they're like, we can't find our way out. How do we get out? A grown up would know how to get out of here. Yeah, if we were grown-ups, we'd know how to get out of here. How does someone become a grown-up? And then they all decide to have sex with the girl so that they can become grown-ups and leave the cave. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... That's... That, that's yeah, I, I sure as shit hope that stuff isn't in <laughs> this script or the new film, because it is just... Yeah. And totally unnecessary. Like, what's the point? <laughs> what does that add to anything? Kind of put me off reading it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that is in this script. I just know that he said he was wanting to adapt part of the book that wasn't adapted before and that that was the part the studio didn't like. And I connected those dots. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I think that sounds like more than reasonable request. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but I don't know that that's the case. I'm just I'm just making inferences. Um, okay. But yeah, the trailer was cool. I liked the trailer. No, I I, I liked it, and it was um, <laughs> it was nice and pedophile free. 
Yeah, exactly. And, I, <laughs> and I'll bring it up here because I laughed a lot <laughs> when the kid smacked his head. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that funny. was brilliant. Yeah, that was, that was that was my favorite. That was genuinely the bit that I remember most out of the trailer. Yeah, just a kid. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, who is the director now? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Good. good. I, I I remember <laughs> looking it up and thinking I don't know who this is. So it's the director of Mama. Uh, uh okay. Okay. Did you not like Mama? You're you're the history boy, so I I wouldn't not history history boy. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, to say I'm horror. Yeah, horror. Mama, not... M- Mama's shit, but I suppose it wasn't badly made. You know, I, there's no there's nothing about Mama that made me think he's necessarily a bad director. I guess. Right. I think it's it's a patent read. You know, they had someone more interesting and promising, and they thought they went too far, so then they went, let's get someone safe. Yeah. <laughs> let's get someone who will just yeah, do what they're I fucking mean, told. I'm hopeful for it, then. Me too. Because I, I, I have no attachment to the original material, and I still find yeah. it quite cool. Yeah, me too. So, I, I agree with that. Sign. Right. I told you that these stories were linked, because the next thing is, I think I tagged you in this, True Detective Season 3 is going ahead. Oh, it is actually Yay! going ahead. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the thing um, is, is that if it's if it's anything other than as good as the first one or as bad as the second one, it will just be boring. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm really. The second about. one was boring. I know that we like. So me and Jack, uh, we 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 wrote some reviews for True Detective season two, which was awful, and um, and along the way, we just started watching it together and like messaging each other while we were watching each episode and yeah. that made it fun but the show itself was, it was incredibly I do, dull I, I have I have positive memories of that I show. did I have positive memories of laughing at it with you yeah. I don't have positive yeah. memories of the show but season one was great and then it was it was one of the most spectacular downturns in television history between the two um yeah are you excited for a third one <laughs> I'm 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 worried. I'm scared. A tiny bit scared. <laughs> it's just sort of because, like, like I said, it's either if it if it's as good as the first one, then I'd be genuinely excited to have a really good series back again. Mm-hmm. If it's the second one, then I just think that's ten hours of my life already gone. <laughs> Actually, there's only eight episodes. It's only eight hours. You don't have to worry that. Oh, good. Oh, good. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll plan what I do with those two hours then. (laughs) Cry. (laughs) Um, But haven't they mentioned that it might be just going back to the first two? The first two categories. I I wouldn't like it if they did that. Yeah, that's the thing. It felt like they concluded. They... Never intended to go back until they realised <laughs> that maybe their writer didn't know what he was doing, and yeah. so went, "Well, maybe go back." <laughs> so we we put money on the wrong horse here. Just just go back to the first one, please. Yeah. You you can't you can't undo an anthology series. That's not how mm. it works. Like, I want them. I want. Oh, I want them to cross over with. I was going to say I want them to cross over with the characters from season two, but then I remembered all of the funny characters from season two are dead. So it would matter. <laughs> all of the all of the characters we enjoyed were dead. So um, yeah, I don't want that either. What a what a shame! 
What a shame. <laughs> I, I, really, I, really, I really miss that guy that rode a motorbike. What was his name? We, we, everywhere. We, we had his name. We Because we kept laughing at his name. Because we kept laughing at him and we'd call him by his first name. What was he called? What was Taylor Kitsch called? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you poison goose. That was it, yeah. The poison goose insult that was perfect. <laughs> the thing is, is that I, I rated it on IMDb. <laughs> like <laughs> Paul, Paul, is Paul, was it? yeah, Paul. Because it was who's Paul going to scapula this week? <laughs> I, I rated it. I rated it quite highly on IMDb mm. after the first series, and then I keep going back to it and just seeing it, the high rating, and thinking I don't want to touch that. I'm leaving that. <laughs> but it's been um, it's been ba- almost two years since. True Detective Series 2, so yeah. I don't know. I didn't know if it was going to happen. <laughs> the wound's still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the bit when they were driving out of the building and, and Taylor Kitsch got those contracts out and went, these have signatures on them. Like, as if that was... <laughs> My God. <laughs> I'm going to go back and read the review at some point, just because I, ge- I, I genuinely really enjoyed writing them, and I really yeah. enjoyed watching it, just because I could write, Just it was just fun to write about, mm. and just fun to talk about. If uh, We could do another show where we just talk about it each week, <laughs> that's the case. Yeah, I would, <laughs> but I hope but that I they find it. talk about it if it was good. No, 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 no. no. I just hope they find another great opening theme. Like, they had season two. They really ruined everything, didn't they? Yeah. Even, I remember the most depressing bar in the world, where everyone came in to listen to songs about suicide. It was just like angst and nihilism turned up to 11. It was like something that the really moody kid in school would write. Like, this is this bar where everyone goes to think about depression and darkness. And sell out the government. I actually I secretly hope it's bad. Um, did you see the Joss Whedon thing? Uh, that he's doing Batgirl. Yeah. Oh, 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 Marvel fan. Oh, no, he's t- he's not doing Avengers. I don't know what to react with. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I really don't give a single shit. Does it not give you any hope for DC? No? No. No? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> everyone, everyone's just like, oh, great, so he can do... He can do for DC what he did with Avengers. Why can't he do for DC what he did with Avengers 2, which was nothing and bad? <laughs> just just because mm. he's got just because he's a well-known name does not mean he instantly is going to make everything good. It's it's just that it, mm. we're all caught in the system and it's it's, <laughs> it's the system. I I just think that there's no point getting excited for it. No. Well, on on slightly tangentially related news, Matt Reeves, you know, he he was going to be a making lot of Batman news this week. Fuck off! Um, there was a new Planet of the Apes trailer. There was a War of the Planet of the Apes trailer. That's all. That's all I was going to say. Oh yeah, no, I did watch that. Yeah, it was good. It was a good old trailer. Yeah, it was fun. 
Well, I was just going to say, as someone who loves Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, best film of the last decade. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why people I are going to think that you're sarcastic no, about liking I don't, it. I, I, don't, really yeah, like it. I, I like it a lot. I don't think it's the best film of the last decade, but I, it, I, I love it. I do love it. But um, I don't know. I was slightly concerned that this looked a bit more, like, lazy. I think it still looked visually great. But I just sort of got the impression that it was like, what happens next? Then everyone fights. That's that's what happens next, is everyone fights. Well, to be fair, that's sort of where they've just set it up to go. There's no way yeah. they can that. Yeah, I know. Well, I just think the title that, is War. I know, I know. I get that. I just think that, like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I, I adored it. And at the same time, I think, yeah, it's ending almost set it up for a sequel that might struggle to... Well, you can definitely see up. that they're not going... They're trying to make it... Sorry, I shouldn't talk while I'm yawning. Uh, you can definitely see from the trailer that they're, they're not trying to make it just about the war because there's the whole... Like, they're doing the reverse of the first mm. Planet of the Apes where it's they're on the horse uh, mm. with the little girl uh, on the beach. Yeah. And so it's obviously that they're trying to make it... That there's also a side story, unless that's like... Unless that's like a post-credits thing that they decided to shove in the trailer for no reason. <laughs> it feels like they're trying to make it almost like a Children of Men mm. like um, story where there is a whole war and sure, Caesar is fighting that, but at the same time there's the smaller, more personal story. I hope so. I certainly hope so. Yeah. The only other thing I had to mention was the Spider-Man trailer, but I don't have that much to say, so if you don't want to talk about that, we can just fuck it. Uh, I really don't have that much. I really don't have that much to say at all for that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, you had news, though. So this is the news that you won't care about whatsoever, but, I don't know, it might make you laugh. Oh, no, okay. it might actually, you might just feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really sorry, but Amy Schumer is no longer going to star in the Barbie movie. Oh, God, that, yeah, that, that was a thing, wasn't it, for a while. I just, like, I know that some people have got upset because they got attached to the idea of Barbie not being, like, uh, how do, how do you word this? They got attached to the idea of this, this like progressive thing of like Barbie doesn't have to be super thin and and all that, and so they got annoyed, right. you know. They, so they got annoyed that Amy Schumer's dropped out now because like, oh, now they're just gonna find someone who's gonna put forward body norms and all that bullshit. But what they're ignoring here is the main concern should just be that there's a fucking Barbie movie in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that's happening. Like, isn't that the more concerning thing? That there was a Barbie movie idea? I, ju- I only just remembered that there's there's literally, there's probably hundreds of Barbie movies already just animated. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, why would you ever want to make a live-action Barbie film? Why? What defines Barbie? Blonde woman. <laughs> yeah. Is that not it? It's like, do you it? remember do you, do you remember in episode eight of Legion when he's he's in the memory room and he's going like, I don't know what I am without you. I don't know who I am. <laughs> that's, that's Barbie. She's just like talking to money, being like, I don't know what I am without commercialism. I'm just, I'm just a woman. That's the thing is because whenever they do like the Barbie, like animated films or something like that. She's a princess. She's episode, another character. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. she's, a, she's, like, she's Cinderella, she's Cinderella or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> it's at the exact same example. Yeah, I know. The exact I, know. Same <laughs> I don't know what I am without you, Jack. We've we've been together for so long. 
<laughs> yeah, you're the yellow-dyed monster. That's, that's realistic. I'm not even on a. I'm not even on a phone call right now. <laughs> you're just filming yourself eating tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's it's. It sounds like I've got some record, recording someone else, but I'm just doing the voices. <laughs> like a golem voice. <laughs> so, th- and this is, this is the other story, which I'm not sure if you... This mm. isn't film-related, it's TV-related, but you okay. might find it quite funny. So, um, have you heard of the, ch- the Channel 4 TV show, Eden? No. So, um, basically, the premise of the show... Uh, basically they had like a castle in Wales, I believe it was, a very isolated area, mm. as they got tw- uh, 23 men and women, and they would put them in this castle, and they'd be like a self-sufficient community, and they'd film it like Big Brother, and mm-hmm. then the uh, reality show to see how they... Uh, like, oh, wait, 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 I think I know what this is. Go on, though, carry on. Yeah, so... They started, and so they started, they put them in this place, and it was for a year, yeah. And they started airing the, the show, and then after four episodes, the ratings were so bad that they cancelled the show. Yeah. And that they didn't tell the people that the show was en- had ended. <laughs> so people were free to leave whenever they wanted. So oh. um, by the end of the year-long experiment, air quotes, mm. uh, ten people were still in there. But the show, the show had finished airing months ago, so they'd spent a year of their life in this castle on their own, <laughs> just for the show that will now never get made. As in, they they will film it now because it's gotten new stories. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. Is like, I, if I don't know, if, I assume they just stopped filming. But if they've still got that footage, I bet they want to put it, scrap it together now. I think the cameras just kept recording anyway. They just didn't mm. tell them that the show was a flop and that they weren't mm. airing any more episodes. Do we know why um, they didn't tell them? Do we know what? I, I think it was just the fact that they either they had no means to send them the message, which I really doubt because that's like a health and safety thing. Yeah, exactly. Or I think they probably just thought, you know, the people have paid a contract. We're not required to tell them. Maybe. Why, why should we? Without getting too conspiracy theory here, could it have been... A, a elaborate publicity stunt to get those ratings boosted. It's possible, but at the same time, I really just I feel like that's a thing that Channel Four would really do. Just forget <laughs> that they had a reality show filming, <laughs> <laughs> and like they have definitely have kept the thing rolling. And apparently, like they were saying that. Um... <laughs> Uh, how, did you read too much into the story? No, no, no. I don't do the so, gist. I I would watch it if it came out. Now mm. that's the thing is that it, it, I can I could see an argument for this being a real thing, and I seventy percent likely it is probably just faked. Mm. But it's um, I don't doubt that they left these people in this castle for a year because they were uh, they were saying about how it was just it just led to infighting for the entire thing, mm. and obviously since it's just they're all adults, it's led to like. I think it was there were like sexual relationships, like people cheating on one another and all of that. And then apparently people were fleeing the castle to go to local towns to smuggle in junk food and booze. <laughs> and apparently several uh, several people left the castle to sneak to a nearby dentist because they needed treatment because they were so hungry they were eating chicken feed and it hurt, it damaged <laughs> their teeth. <laughs> Which I think. 
no one's that desperate for a reality TV show that no one's ever heard of before. No one could be that desperate to eat chicken food. I just... Like, it is reaching the point where reality TV is increasingly resembling the parodies and sort of satires Black of... Black Mirror, basically. Yeah, it is increasingly yeah. resembling the hype, like, the exaggerated versions of them to the point where things like Black Mirror, you know, the Hunger Games and whatnot, they're just not going to mean anything anymore. They're just going <laughs> to be like, yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. They're going to be social realism in a few years. <laughs> I, I think it would be. I think it it would be very obvious right from the first episode if they do air it again, mm. whether or not it was it was an actual decision or if it was just if it was just for the views. Mm. But I, I I'd be interested if it ever came to light. Yeah, <laughs> but still, um, great. I think that's that's all we got. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the f- I, there's going to be a lot of editing in this one. I I'm just tell. If it helps, you can start your goodbyes because I'm still trying to think of how I'm going to say it this time. <laughs> um. uh, if you want to find uh, more real opinion stuff, we've got stuff all on the YouTube channel. That's where we mainly post our reviews, and uh, every single podcast is up on there. Uh, if you want to listen to more of, of the podcasts. Uh, we've got this show as well as backstory scripts where we um, we just sort of we we break down scripts for either films that changed in the production or were just never made and so that, that's also a series on the same podcast feed if you want to find that and that's all on uh, iTunes and uh, Stitcher uh, do you need more time? I could talk about how we're on social media too I think I got one <laughs> Okay, well, but, well, okay, we're also on social media if you want to find us. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening. And uh, <laughs> it's, it ruins the fun if I'm like setting it up for you. And uh, yeah, see, um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> I don't have one. I thought that if I just said that, I might. One might come to my head in preparation. Uh, This is just, bye bye, it's just sad. <laughs> oh, it's Gizmo. <laughs> That's the best I had. That's the best I had. <laughs> I need to prepare that part of the show. I really, re- I really regret setting up this guy because it's not paid off in the slightest whatsoever. <laughs> Okay.